Welcome to the Intuitive Therapist Podcast with Janice R. Cohen, therapist, clairvoyant, empath, and medium. Listen in as she takes a no-nonsense deep dive into real human struggles and how to resolve them. Janice will share channeled information from her spirit guide team, as well as the angels and archangels, to help you master your emotional, physical, financial, and spiritual destiny. And now, Janice R. Cohen. Hey, y'all. This is Janice Cohen, the Intuitive Therapist, here on the Intuitive Therapist Podcast. I'm going to talk about something today that uh, might make you uncomfortable. And I think it's a topic that some people are okay with and a lot of people aren't. And um, I, I think that the topic of rejection is a funky topic for, for most people. But I kind of want to put a little different spin on it. Um, so what if I told you that it is a necessary thing for you to eliminate some people from your life so that you could allow the doors of deservedness to open up for you. Now, some of you might kind of go, well, yeah, I kind of know that. I mean, not everybody can stay in my life or in your life. And yeah, we're going to have to dump people. We do that in romantic relationships. We get dumped, we dump, uh, uh, relationships change over time. People kind of fall by the wayside. But what if I told you that, it's important that you consciously and intentionally get rid of certain people. What if I told you that by honoring yourself first and establishing strong, clear, and positive boundaries in your life is one of the most important things for you to do? I think probably most people would agree. I think a lot of people do not practice that, but I think most people would agree that that's, yeah, it's a good idea to do. It's always been uh, my nature to keep people around far past their expiration date. I will admit that. Um, and I will say probably more so in romantic relationships than personal ones. Sometimes I've had a few that I've kept around in personal relationships like uh, friends, girlfriends. Um, and you know what? I, I just, you get to a point where you realize they don't add anything and it begins to be hurtful. Um, so it's, it's only been when somebody has done either something so blatant or when I have little, uh, initial investment in them and they rub me the wrong way once that rejecting them is pretty easy to do. But when I have been in relationships, like I was talking about in friendships and have invested myself emotionally and psychologically over a period of time, it's often harder for me to kind of cut the cord and let them go. Not to say that my gut doesn't tell me to do that much earlier than actually do it, but I think I've always struggled to avoid being the bad guy, um, if I'm honest. And I pride myself being honest. So what can I say? That part of me kind of still exists, not all the time, but uh, the pleaser rears her head on enough occasions for me to know that she is still there. And I have found, though, that when I have reached a point of no going back, the point of total intolerance for someone in my life, uh, and especially when I've looked at, like, is this me that, are there things I need to shore up, or is this person really bad for me? The decision is not only easy, but pretty swift. 
I don't mince words and I don't waste time these days. I cut them clean out of my life. And if I don't do that, uh, uh, then I'm, I'm going to be the one that struggles. And if I do do that, it tends to be for good. I am a Taurus and I tend to be loyal to a fault. I'm learning to change that about myself more and more, but I actually kind of take pride in that. I mean, if you have me on your side, you know, you gotta, you, you have somebody on your side. Uh, and unless you act like a little shit to me, um, I'm gonna kind of stand with you and by you and have compassion for you. Uh, and so I'm learning to kind of pick and choose more of the, uh, uh, how do I say this? Better people to be so dedicated to um, and honor what I know is true for me, regardless of what others might say or judge me as. And it does get easier as I've gotten older to honor myself and what's best for me. Uh, and really for the most most part, and and I don't say this in a in a nasty way, but I really don't give a shit what people think. Like I really don't. I have no intention of being unkind. I have no intention of being malicious. I have no intention of being sp spiteful or hurtful. Like that's not, I'm not coming with a sense of contempt. What I'm saying is I, what somebody thinks of me doesn't matter. I have enough self-confidence. I've worked hard at it to love myself enough to say, you know what? That's really okay that A, you don't like me if you don't. B, you don't approve of me if you don't. C, blah, 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 whatever the whole, through the whole damn alphabet. So um, it really does get easier as you get older. If you intentionally work on self-acceptance, you care less what people think. Um, and so I tend to do what's best for me now these days. And it actually feels pretty good. So take a look at your past and current relationships. Which ones did you terminate and why? What did or does somebody have to do to get you to a point that you say to yourself, yep, I want to have nothing to do with them. No more. I've had enough. Or this person is just not good to have in my life. They're poison. I'm cutting them out. If you've gotten to that point with somebody, uh, somebody or some people, chances are that there are certain things they did that made you feel unsupported, offended, or even betrayed. And if you have never experienced this before, the fact that their behavior has crossed a line and you needed to firm up your boundaries, you might want to take a look at how you feel about yourself. Because I can't imagine that anybody who's gone through life who's listening to this podcast hasn't encountered somebody who they needed to kick to the curb. And if you haven't, either you are way too accepting and you need to be a little bit more, uh, uh, I don't mean that, that kind of sounds really weird. So, um, Accepting people for who they are without judgment is a beautiful thing, but allowing people to just treat you any which way, that's what I'm talking about. If you tend to feel poorly about yourself and fear pissing people off when you stand up for what you believe in or feel like you're going to get punished for stating your case and for what you will and won't allow, then today's episode is going to be a really good reminder about things you need to keep in mind to develop and sustain healthy relationships in your life by doing one thing, eliminating toxic people from your life. There comes a time when you need to reevaluate the relationships in your life. There is a saying that says, we are the reflection of the five people that we choose to be around most. I believe it. 
Look at the five people with whom you spend the majority of your time. Are these people people who lift you up? Do they challenge you? Do they help you learn something new? Do they really love you? Do they stand by you? When I think about the types of people I consciously choose not to have in my life, they fall under these categories. You might want to think about these types of people in your life and whether or not your life would be better served if you cut out those bad apples. So here are the types of people that I will uh, have cut out of my life and maybe they match the kind of people you cut out of your life uh, or maybe you kind of need to. Um, one, people who constantly dismiss uh, you and criticize you. So much of my work with clients is helping them take inventory of their close circle of friends and family. Much pain and joy can be experienced by those whom you keep, you choose to keep in your daily contacts. That said, if you have a troubling relationship with a friend, uh, family member, or partner, look at what you encounter with them on a regular basis to see the truth of the nature of the relationship you have with them. When you get an email, a phone call, or a text, are these people supportive? Are they fear-based, dismissive, cheerful, critical, belittling, honest? As an exercise I often give clients, I have them write down the top three to five qualities and characteristics that they encounter with the people they, they keep around in their lives. And they can be a mix of both good and bad qualities and characteristics. Uh, they're, it can be all bad, they can be all good. But as long as you, you are able to write these qualities and characteristics down so that you know what you're dealing with, that's really the whole point of why I give that exercise. So um, I have them explore the truth of their disgruntled relationships and I have them identify these top three to five qualities and characteristics that they encounter with these particular people on a regular basis. And I call this exercise, you know what you know about who you know. In other words, there really is no surprise. You, your, your parents have been the same kind of parents your whole life. Why are you still so freaking surprised that uh, they're either still the, the loveliest people on the face of the earth or they're the biggest assholes, right? They're critical. They're hurtful. Why, why do you keep expecting them to be different? And uh, in a nutshell, it's kind of like, at what point are you going to stop expecting and wishing for them to be different because that's where pain happens when you expect and wish rather than looking at uh, the reality and sometimes the reality of the relationship is sad it's hard I can't tell you how many people over the past almost 30 years that I've worked with clients just are grief-stricken because they wish they had better parents that their parents were pretty shitty or that they hurt them or violated them or abandoned them rejected them uh, or, or just were cold or they didn't feel loved. I mean, I don't know if you, you've experienced that, um, but it's heartbreaking. It's absolutely heartbreaking to watch somebody go through that. But my job is to help clients make peace with that. And so we kind of work on uh, doing that. And so if you, if you keep around people in your life, we do that a lot with families. We stay tethered because you know, sometimes we, that's all we have. We have family. Who else, who else are we supposed to lean on other than family? Um, and so we tend to kind of keep exposing ourselves to their negativity 
And we are kind of worried that if we have boundaries or we stand up for ourselves, that we're not going to have family anymore. And sometimes that happens, but sometimes if there's enough of, uh, of a gap in declaring your, um, your conditions that they'll want a relationship with you and eventually be back. So family members are the hardest to deal with because they are our family, but even family members need to get the memo about what you will and won't tolerate in order to have a relationship with you. What you allow and don't allow makes a tremendous difference in your relationships. And if you're dealing with somebody who belittles you, criticizes you in, the, in most interactions, um, somebody who is self-centered and only talks about themselves, can't tell you how many times I hear this from, from clients, whether they're talking to their sister or their brother or their mother or their father, and, and these people are completely oblivious to what's going on with the other person. Um, you learn how to stay tethered to them in a safe and protected way uh, by not sharing your personal life with them and only focusing on the topics that seem to keep the relationship going. If you want them in your life, you have to scale back on your, your emotional and personal investment in these relationships, or you cut them out. We all have to sacrifice in relationships, and if you have a parent-sibling friend who tends to be somebody who isn't happy with themselves and you want to keep the relationship going, you're just going to need to make adjustments to how much access you give to them, how, how much access you give them to the details of your life. Uh, you might want to think about not giving them much. Um, if you decide that the person is just too toxic to even keep a relationship with, then do what this podcast is all about. Consciously reject the relationship. Number two, the people who are passive aggressive and untrustworthy. Woo. Second is somebody who outright attempts to hurt me with malice. Somebody who is passive aggressive and untrustworthy worthy, will never, ever, ever be allowed in my inner circle. Ever. I will cut you out of my life faster than you can breathe. People who are passive-aggressive are toxic because they lack the skills to deal directly with their anger. They are angry people, and they are uh, at, at the point at, in their lives that they continue to practice passive-aggressive behavior. They are incompetent in dealing with their own self-contempt and their rage, okay? That's what passive-aggressive behavior is, is a rage and anger, hence the word passive Aggressive. People who are passive aggressive, they will do things um, uh, kind of underhandedly. <clears throat> For example, um, my sister, uh, who who is uh, now divorced, she she her husband ex husband was like the king of passive aggressive, like the epitome. In addition to some other not nice things, but. Um, I remember her telling me this story one time. Uh, she was going to make some Valentine's Day cookies for the kids. And she had gotten this thing from the grocery. And uh, she she was going to um, take that this little container of the cookie dough and cut them up and um, and make make the cookies. Um, and she did. And, uh, and then she, she had said to him, Hey, just, you know, can you leave this for the kids? We're going to have a little celebration. Um, and you know what? He went and ate several of them. 
He didn't like being told what to do. He had contempt. That was his MO. He has always been like that. Um, and so it's, it's really very, it's almost impossible to deal with somebody who is that emotionally stunted as he is. Um, and unfortunately, there are a lot of people out there that are emotionally stunted like that who cannot take responsibility for what they feel, let alone deal with it. And so they are aggressively passive, uh, very, very slithering, sly, underhanded, indirect way of letting somebody know, kind of like you're giving them the middle finger and you're like, well, fuck you. That's what passive aggressive is, but I'm going to whisper it. That's what passive aggressive is. <laughs> I've never explained it that way. That's kind of good. Um, and uh, so we all, I think, based on those experience, that, that definition, I, I would assume that you, you've encountered somebody like that in your life. Um, and boy, you better pay attention to that red flag. God bless America. That kind of person will like mess your mind up. You'll go nuts. You'll go nuts. I could never be with anybody who's passive aggressive. I would probably uh, murder them. Um, it's just not my kind of kind of guy. So um, it's so, so important that you let, you not let these people's behavior get under your skin. And um, the same goes for people who aren't trustworthy. Uh, there is something, something true to be said for keeping your friends close, but your enemies closer. Uh, this works for some people, but if it doesn't work for you, then it's time to take the shovel out and dump them in the garbage. Uh, adios, passive, aggressive, untrustworthy people. Have a nice life. Number three, the people who only reach out to you because they need something from you. Don't you love those people? I'm sure we've all encountered this type of person. Over time, we figure out that they are only out for themselves and they can't form close, intimate and giving relationships. These people tend to be indirect and manipulative as well. They are very good at setting you up to feel as if you're actually calling to find out how you are, right? But instead, they're buttering you up to get something from you or to find out something from you. And if you have somebody like this in your life, it's time to tell them to hit the road, Jack, unless they plan on having a relationship with you that's, that's direct, that's uh, mutually give, you know, uh, expressive, involved, and beneficial. Period. End of story. Number four, the people who don't believe in you or don't respect you as a human being. This is a big one. Unless you're a strong and convicted person with a solid spine, chances are you struggle with those people who attempt to keep you playing small in your life. Right? These people will discourage you from going for your dreams because they are fear-based thinkers and have been too scared to take risks in their lives. People who don't believe in you will try to convince you to play safe. They'll criticize you to keep you small, to keep you doubtful, <clears throat> and they can even go so far as to disparage your character to stop you from doing well. And these people definitely need to be kicked to the curb. The only benefit that they could possibly offer in your life is that their behavior will urge you to become more determined, more committed to what makes you happy. And if that's the case, well, hell, keep them. But if they don't do that and all you do is feel bad and feel like, you know, these people, all they do is just criticize me and make me feel like shit in my life. 
Guess what? Time to give them the boot in the butt. Just know, though, that no matter how well you do in life, no matter how successful, how happy in your life you become, these people will always find something uh, to negatively judge you about. And I'm warning you now, stop being shocked by what you already know about people. It's just their behavior is different. You already know what you need to know. You just got to interact accordingly. So here's the thing. What about the people that don't respect you as a human being? Women we have for pretty much as long as history has existed, uh, experienced harassment by men, not just in the workplace. Women's roles have been cut out and cemented as being supportive to a man. To that end, women have typically become objectified in ads, jobs, and in every area of life by men. That's not a good thing. Now, if you're okay with that, you come from a very traditional background and those are the values that you hold, then you're not going to be bothered by what I just talked about. But for those women who uh, realize that they are much more than an apron and uh, and a be- and and bed company, you're not going to like how what's happened in the world. Uh, you know, we've been taught historically as little girls who are seeking heterosexual relationships that seeking male attention is our biggest goal. And that we need to be as appealing as possible to a man to be chosen, to be as sexy, thin, pretty, uh, uh, appealing, alluring, uh, to be submissive, to accept our roles as the support team. We have been taught that. And we need to teach our our, our daughters that, you know what, you want to be that, be that. But that's not all that a woman is, is capable of. Women are much more than just the uh, objectification and uh, bed buddies of men or, or cooks, waitresses, you know. Uh, and certainly with the feminist movement and the Me Too movement, uh, you know, things have shifted, not stopped, but things have shifted. Um, you know, the Me Too movement made sexual harassment a public and valid problem. And this is not to say that men don't experience this as well. I am not saying it's just a woman problem. But I'm going to go out on a limb and say, historically, women are far more likely to be objectified and harassed than men. When our bodies and personal space are disrespected, it is never okay. If a partner doesn't respect your answer when you say no, then you need to really look at why you are with them, why you are allowing them to override your boundary. If you're a woman who is someone who needs to put other women down instead of supporting them, then you really need to look at your lack of self-confidence and lack of self-respect and how truly angry and unhappy you are. And if you, ha- if you have women in your life who do this, girl, it is time to reevaluate your relationship with these types of people. You do not want these negative Nellies in your life. It's not good. Number five, the people who refuse to grow and change. Because I've always been a fixer and a people pleaser, I have had a tendency to try and inspire people to become more insightful about who they are. I kind of have done that all my life. Only until the last maybe 
uh, within the last decade have I stopped trying to do that when it falls on deaf ears. Um, I get off my soapbox. The bottom line is that those people who refuse to grow and change and who refuse to become better people, it's really pretty simple. They're just not ready. And, and you might assume that there hasn't been a significant life experience that they've experienced that would prompt them to self-respect, uh, to self-reflect and do the inner work. In other words, there hasn't been enough that's happened in order for them to, to go, oh my, I, I, I got to change something. I got to change me. And it's okay that people don't want to change. Honestly, it really is. That's why I kind of stopped running after people. Uh, and, and feeling hurt when I, you know, I'd have people call me and say, Hey, you know, I'm going through this and the other. And I'd say, I think you can do this, this, and this. I understand that you're feeling this, this, and this. And guess what? They would do nothing. So I would waste my time. And you know, I'm not wasting my time anymore. Uh, if you want to change, reach out. Great. If you don't, uh, you're not going to get, uh, free services from me because I'm not going to invest in that way anymore. Um, so it's okay that people don't want to change. And the truth is that we can't make anybody into who we want them to be, nor can we influence them to change unless they're ready. Right? So, uh, the bottom line with these types of people is that you just need to accept them entirely for who they are or reject them entirely for who they are. There is nothing that you can say or do that will prompt change within a person. Nada, zilch, nothing. Interchange only happens when there is enough internal pressure and tension within that person to cause the change. So if surrounding yourself with truth seekers and higher mind thinkers is important, then you can easily let those who aren't among those awakened people fall by the wayside. If you choose to keep them in your life, just remember who you're dealing with. Use that exercise that I taught you. Uh, and if all they want to do is complain and never take action, then you need to stop investing in their story and stop investing in problem solving for them that leads nowhere. Sometimes people just like to bitch and moan and they want an ear and they want to vomit all their shit all over you, all their problems. And you know what? You could be that. You could be the garbage can for them. Uh, or, uh, and you could get sucked into problem solving. Or you could be like, you know what? I think you need to see some, somebody professionally. I don't want to be that anymore. It's tiring. It's ineffective, isn't it? Becoming really clear about the kinds of people you want in your life is key to having a fulfilling, compelling, and good life. We need people in our lives who are cheerleaders, mentors, allies. It is always okay to demote somebody in your life or eliminate them when their company and contribution isn't positive. Consciously choose to reject them. On the flip side, if you uh, embody any of these traits that I've mentioned today, and you find that you have few friends, and the friends that you have aren't quality friends, um, then do some work on yourself so that you can invite higher mind individuals into your life to enrich it, not to detract from it. And always use your relationship as mirrors for the qualities that you have either achieved or need to shore up in yourself. Relationships are are out our wise, fascinating teachers. Be a student of others and be your own best advocate. Trust me, if you don't take hold of your relationships, everybody else will. I hope this was helpful today. 
I pray that, that, uh, that you're able to really look at your relationships and say, you know what? Yep. This is healthy. This is not. And I am going to look out for myself and cut out the toxicity. I hope so. Uh, so that you don't want, you don't want to block your path intentionally. I wish you a blessed day, a wonderful week, and as always live intuitively. Thanks for listening to The Intuitive Therapist. If you like what you heard, the best compliment you can give us is to share this podcast with a friend and be sure to give us some stars and a favorable review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen in. 